It's time to get your sip on. Use your phone and tablet, computer, get your list on. Having fun while entertaining this mission. Drag your mouse to the link and get your click on. Yeah. The topic stay lit, conversation don't quit. A couple wisdom with some humor in it. Uh, nothing gets better than this. So sit back and just take you sip. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. Like we always do around here. So pull up a seat and let's start the sip sesh. Ooh, it's time for another episode of All Tea No Shade. Another dope season ass three. episode. Season three, episode, episode five. Five. Yeah, we in this business. <laughs> we in <hit> deep. <laughs> How was your week, Al? My week has been amazing. And so, why was it amazing? Have you heard of the Lay Twins? Yes, the late twin. They, hold on, they were actually there? Yeah, so wow. the Tampa Salsa the Festival was wow. this week, and somehow they got the late twins to do, like, a whole hip-hop um, workshop, How did performance, and a cypher, and wow. they were, like, battling each other, and there was a hip-hop battle competition, and it was literally, like, gave me life. And, like, being, I was, like, Super close. Hands distance away from them uh-huh. and just watching. Like, if you see them on TV, they won World of Dance. Yeah. And so if you see them on TV, you know how, like, they amazing move. it looks. Yeah. On- it's even better in, in person, person if you can imagine. Like, I bet. I oh, bet. my God. I was standing. I was like, this is what, like, Michael Jackson's dance used to be like. Ah, oh, my God. I was like, oh How did they manage to get them guys? That's a, that's dope, man. It was amazing. It was really cool. I actually saw them. My very first video I saw them was a few a year, few years ago when they were sitting in some kind of building, and they were like sitting down, and he was like moving kind of funny, funny looking. Yeah. And I was like, yo, their what is isolations this? are weird. Like, it's yeah. like, does your body is your body connected properly? Like, where's your spine? What, why are you like my knees don't do what your knees do, right? Like I do think one of the, one of them is better than the other one though. I do too. Which one do you think is Lawrence. better? Lawrence. Hold on. Which one is Lawrence? Lawrence generally has his hair out. He's like he no- normally rocks the afro. Yeah. He tends to be more like homeless hipster looking versus. Yeah. He's more serious. So they're they're, yeah. they're different and better in different ways. So yeah. Lawrence is more about flow and smoothness. Yeah. Larry is all about like the hardcore hit. Like. But I will yeah. say like Larry yesterday, he, he's not my. They're both obviously amazing. He's not my yeah. favorite. But yesterday Larry like. Yeah. It's outrageous. Just like how isolated he can be and how he can. Literally move like if he's like if you have like vibrating him. Yeah, it was amazing. So I had a great time at Tampa Congress. It's always been amazing. Um, but this was like an extra little nugget to have such a huge like. That's big time. Yeah, big it was time. just cool to watch him them dance and like so the hip hop room they had like a hip hop room for social dancing, and it was just like them dancing nonstop. Everybody wants for to see hours. them. And we yeah. just like people literally sat sat in that room the whole night. And just to watch them dance. Is it normal for bachata, bachata to bachata <laughs> to have hip hop involved in their events like that? Or that no, was just but a there's like thing? a lot of fusion. Like reggaeton is like a fusion of reggae and hip hop and like classic, like you know, Latin music. Um, and so it's not normally a mm. big thing because you know hip hop's not a very partnered dance. Yeah. However, we have this company called Vibes Dance Crew. Shout out to Demario. He actually, his group, 
won last year for like best team of world of dance in the like Atlanta region. Mm-hmm. But they're from Tampa Bay. They're an outstanding hip hop group. They're dope. Um, but Demario happens to be also a, sans- a salsa dancer. Uh, a okay. lot of people don't know that. And okay. so, well, a lot of people do know that because he's fire. Yeah, I see. He's, he's outrageous. Dope. Like he's good at bachata, salsa, but amazing hip hop. And so because he has a hip hop squad and because he does both salsa and bachata, a lot of his people mm. actually do salsa and bachata. Okay. And so there's where that little connection comes into and he's such a huge, huge talent in the Tampa Bay area. He's always bringing talent in. And so I think that was a beautiful collab. I would have loved to see that because I feel like seeing them dance is almost like seeing Michael Jackson in, in concert. Exactly. You know what I mean? Literally. It's very rare you probably get to see them. It was like dancing. watching Adele sing. I wanna see him. I wanna see them. I wanna see the guy from Memphis um that does the juke and um think of his name. But he he combines like ball, uh ballerina ballerina I don't wanna call it ballerina, but what's the actual is it ballerina? Just ballet. Ballet. Ballerina. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, what, what, what are you holding that? Hey, look, man, it's well, one of those morning, man. He commercial with the violin. And, uh, yeah. Those, uh, I think it was Nike, Nike commercials. What is this little something? Oh, well. Little Scrappy. I don't know. Little Young. That's what's little up. Little Thug. <laughs> like, you can do Little Baby. Little Baby. Baby. That's actually rapper and Little Baby. I know. I actually like him. No, that's, there's two different people. We got Little Baby. And Listen, baby. they are the same. Oh, baby on baby. <laughs> if, if your last word is baby, how was your week? So my week was good. You know, we just had Thanksgiving. Whoop, whoop to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, just the other day, I got my eat on. Did you have leftovers? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. Um, I did pretty good this year. I've actually been trying not to gain 255 pounds during the wintertime. That part. Um, <laughs> but So I just spent it with some friends and family. Uh my contribution was a bottle of liquor. That's because I don't cook at all. At all. Yeah, well, you <laughs> at all. I don't think you ever made me anything. We've all mm. cooked at some point, except your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make some coffee for you, though. Got him. So, but no, my week was good. So, how was your Thanksgiving, though? Did you? So, I was asked this question after Thanksgiving. What was your favorite dish of Thanksgiving this year? My favorite dish is always my favorite dish. It's the same one every year. My mom makes this outrageous homemade uh stuffing where she starts stuffing mm-hmm. oh absolutely bomb she bakes spicy turkey wings mm. like really seasoned super spicy she makes homemade cornbread that she puts them all together and then rebakes them with like hmm vegetables and seasoning even more seasoning and a little bit of cheese it sounds and delicious it is Literally crack cocaine. Okay. I would have never chosen stuffing. It's my favorite. Mine was uh, this year was ham and macaroni and cheese. It was so dope. It you know, so like I good. love a good mac and cheese, but it's like kind of regs. It's kind of basic. Depends on who's making it though. Depends on who's making it. If you're making it good, macaroni and cheese is delish. But I actually like ham more than turkey. Like everyone makes a big deal about turkey. I get pumped up about a well cooked. Ham. I know. I love a good honey baked ham on Thanksgiving. We do it for Christmas though. We always do honey yeah. baked ham on Christmas. But I, 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 you know, turkey's one of those weird things where I appreciate it in Thanksgiving because I think that's the only time in which I actually eat turkey. Yeah. Unless I'm like really dieting. Because it could be dry if you don't have the gravy. It could be dry as hell. It's not an easy bird to cook. Like, you know what I mean? Even like if you ever look at the drumstick of a freaking turkey, it's huge. Yeah. Sippers, what was your favorite dish for, for Thanksgiving? What's your least favorite? 
dish. My least favorite is okay. Uh oh, here we go. She's putting a little emphasis on okay. I okay, know. I I'm need wait, to like. I'm waiting for it. My back, my black card does not need to be revoked. But oh, you about to say sweet potato pie, ain't you? No. Oh, okay. Don't do me. <laughs> but in the same vein, though, is candy yams. Is they're disgusting. I, lo- I love candy yams. I love. Candy it's like yams. a bad freaking like like experiment. You ever watch those like videos where the guy like people are cooking and there's a guy in the background making fun of them as they cook? I feel mm. like if candy yams was like created right now, that's what it would be. We would just like be laughing at it because it's like I love. Well, let's just throw some marshmallows on I some sweet candy potatoes. Yams. I love candy yams. And a bunch of sugar and crap on. I don't like it. Well, I and I like love it. sweet potatoes. I don't like cranberry sauce. I like it, but I think it's my least favorite every year. I don't like cranberry sauce. Either. That and for my white friends, green bean casserole. What is that, well, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> like what let's, else? Let's stop that. But yeah, my week's been good. Green bean casserole. Is is it really ne- necessary? I like green, I like green beans, but casserole. Low key though, my mom made some Brussels sprouts, and they were yum. I'm glad Brussels sprouts is coming. Back. It's on the comeback. I like Brussels sprouts. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move into the Who Am I show. Who am I? You kick it in for this. Who am I? Sure, sure. We got our engineer Shay in the building. Y'all already know. Y'all sippers. Yeah, who are you? I have been struggling in season three since Elle switched Str- it up with the this Who Am I stuff. I think she's throwing me off my game. I don't know, but I'm hoping to do better this week. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think Elle has prepared because she's been busy all weekend. So I have a... Oh, no. It's going to be easy, I have a feel. I prepared. Okay, we'll see. All right. So the rules really quickly. I am going to name some features about something that's going down and give you some hints. Down in the world. And I'll, you know, and I'll even give both of you a question. No, no no question. I want some hints. All right, guys. So this person is in the news for dating this community dick. In the news for dating. She has famous parents. She's also dick. been known to openly date multiple oh. high celebrities. Oh, Steve Harvey's daughter. I don't know her name, though. She's dating Future. What's the name? I don't know. Something, something Harvey. Oh, <laughs> something Harvey. I don't know her name. I can't remember her name. Lauren, Lauren Harvey? So no. close. Laura. So, so close. Lauren? No. Oh, come on, guys. No. It might be four letters. Oh, that doesn't help. <laughs> Loose, no. Um, well, sorry, that's what you were trying to say. No. I don't know. I know her. I know who it is. Lynn. I don't know her name. I'm not giving it to you, you guys. Don't know that's good name. enough. I know who it is. Mm-mm. All the stuff I've given you before. See how she do me zippers. TJ don't be doing that. Well, TJ ain't here. He be- Karen. <laughs> no. Um, how was that close to the words, the letters, Laura, like the names Harvey, I was giving Larry, you that was closer? Lynn. Lynn I don't know. What is it? Lori Harvey. Lori. Lori. You said Laura. <laughs> he rolled his eyes. Ew. I can't see it, but he rolled his eyes. I just throw something at you. 
Lori Harvey. First, I got that, Sippers. Would y'all agree with me, Sippers? I, 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 will, I will give it to you. Jay because he at least knew the last name, though that was not very hard. And I knew who she was dating. You did. So I knew you knew who we were talking about. Yeah. That's why I'll give it to you. Thank so you. Lori Harvey is back in the news. If you guys don't know it, Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's adopted stepdaughter. I don't think she's adopted. Yeah, she's adopted. She has his last name. Adopted stepdaughter. He's not biological. Uh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And um, she was in the news earlier this year because she was originally dating Trey Songs, And then at some point, there was a rumor that she was dating Puff Daddy, but she has dated Christian Combs before, so it would, be, it would look or appear that she was dating both the child first and then dating the daddy after. Yeah, there was rumors that, she, that they were dating. And it looked like they were dating. And it looked like they I were heard, going on mutual dates. I heard that Steve Harvey intervened on that one, so. Yeah. What the hell? Like, why would you, as Puff Daddy, why would you want to date anyone you know, that he, your like, children dated? Diddy ain't got no damn rules. He set his own rules, and he he lit off. He well, lit off. Lori has like gotten in under the um, trap dick. What would you call future? Like, what is he, the... Christian must got some good dick, because these women keep going back and going back. Okay, that's the one thing I have heard about Future, that on the good note, is that it's a bomb. But I'm like, he's... he personally? No, but, like, literally, he has sex with everyone. And it's unprotected. Y'all, who's having got, sex with got, Future still? He got 50 damn kids. He's got, like, 10 baby mamas, allegedly. He got a lot. He clearly does not like a condom. Like, what is going I on? Mean, nobody really likes a condom. Yeah, but the amount yeah. of time that he's, the yes. amount of people he's, not he's having out. sex with. He is not pulling out. And the amount of people Yeah, I don't even care about with. the babies. He can afford the babies, right? What I care about is the fact that he's having unprotected sex with a shit ton of people. You guys are outrageous. Like, literally outrageous. What we got next? All right, let's go ahead and move on. Okay. So this young lady was born in a super famous family mm -hmm. that has had a famous dad who's part of a pretty legendary group. They had their own reality TV show. The reason why she's in the news is because she has come out saying that she didn't lose her virginity until she was 28. 28? Mm-hmm. So a famous family? Famous family, famous daughter. She's mostly on the. T she's she's on blacklist. She's generally in the top ten of like black females that that they are. I always see. I don't. I don't agree with it, but she's always on top ten apparently. Um, this is bad because I don't watch this reality TV. She had a shoe company line. If you know hip hop, you know her daddy. Oh, Rev, Rev's daughter. Yes. Oh crap. I can't remember her name. I don't You're choosing all these women who I don't know. Everybody no. knows her. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Like, hello. I'm not going to guess that because like I don't even know her name. No. Dang it. I you got too many daughters for you not to tell me which one. I don't know. I don't know her name directly. I don't know, Sippers. I don't know the name. The Thickums. Go ahead. Give it to her. Here we go. All right. Her. It's Angela Simmons. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about? She used to no. date Bow Wow at one point. No. She was known for the longest time for being a virgin, and then all of a sudden yeah. she was pregnant with a baby. She was wild, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she apparently didn't lose her virginity until she was 28, and this came out during the whole mm. T.I. Have you heard about this whole T.I., Hyman? Yeah. 
fiasco. What he, are your thoughts on it? He was actually just on um, the Red, Red Table, Table Talk, Talks. and he said that's not exactly what he meant by his comments. Uh, I think it's un- uncalled for for you to police your daughter the, based on what he initially said, right? Yeah. It's like, now granted, he wasn't going into the room and watching the doctor perform this physical on his daughter. Right. But just the thought process that it's he has, a, that she can't have sex is an issue. He's not doing that to his son. Yeah. He's not releasing his son the this same way. This is the way. problem I have with T.I. T.I. is literally the king of problematic. I don't even know why we, like, associate. He says some, he says some smart stuff, though, sometimes. No, this is the yeah. problem with T.I., is that he's intelligent enough that you realize he's intelligent, but he chooses to be problematic. He says things, the, the amount of intelligent things he says also are, like, hand-in-hand hand with the amount of problematic shit that he says. Like, his son, King... Have, do you used to ever watch The Family Hustle? No. Yeah. I don't watch any reality his TV. His son, King, like, he could have a girlfriend immediately. Oh, like, yeah. literally. He was, like, five. He's like, you got a girlfriend yet? You know, mm. go get a hoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, his 18-year-old daughter, and you're, like, checking her hymen? Are you kidding me? It just... It's so problematic. Or asking the physician if the hymen's still in. But isn't that... The physician can't tell, right? Well, yes, it's a HIPAA signed, violation. She, yeah. signs, she signs off. Well, oh, she signs off on it. Well, she's 18 now, so she can sign off on it. But it's definitely a HIPAA violation. But I just think, like... How, but even, it's a double standard even, for sure. But even if it's true, even if T.I. did that, my whole thought is, you know how disgusting, this is why feminists are a thing, right? Like, you know how much of a man, like, problematic man thing that shit is for you to go and check her hymen? It's like, <laughs> right, like, it's so... It's bad. Incredibly, like, problem. And the fact that you felt the need to share it. It's one thing that you did it, right? But the fact that you felt the need to get on, you know, social media and make a joke about it. Yeah, I think he was definitely joking. I didn't think it would be that but like, serious. But why would you joke about your daughter's sexuality like that? Why? Like, I always think about her. Well, if she's a virgin, like, the, the last thing she wants in the world is everybody talking about her sex. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he, we always go back to the thing. You, in our In our minds, it sounds stupid to be doing that. But you don't know what you don't know. If he's been doing that, policing that, his daughter that way for all that time within his household, yeah. and everyone agrees to it, he doesn't really think that it's anything wrong with it. And once he said it out loud to the social media, to public, he was like, oh, hold the fuck up. Like, this is un- definitely not called for. Right. If everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's such a great idea, T.I., there would be no Red Table Talks, okay? Yeah. The fact that everybody was like, uh, you're canceled, sir. Like, that is really... Because literally the girl was, I don't know guys if you guys have seen, but she was liking, like people were like, this is so abusive, like like emotionally, mentally abusive, this is wrong, like, and she was going and liking it. And it might be a case where she's not comfortable speaking up for herself yeah. against her dad as well. Yeah. And so I just can't imagine being like an 18 year old virgin and having my dad go on his very like open platform and, then just and like be trying to gloat about the fact that I'm a, like a virgin. Did, like, um... Did him and his daughter go on Red Table, or was it just him and his wife? It was just him, him and Tiny. Him and his wife, exactly. So it would be interesting to hear her perspective, the daughter's perspective, but I don't think they're going to let her at this point. Which I think is also another cop-out, because she is 18, and yeah. you did feel the need to disclose her personal business. So I don't care about... T- I mean, I, 
Uh, honestly, Tiny has nothing to say on this matter. It's not even Tiny's daughter, right? Mm. So if it was going to be T.I., it should be T.I. and the girl's mom. Yeah. But the girl mom also gave a side eye to T.I. too. Mm. So the fact that he's saying, oh, it was taken out of context, whatever the case is, it's a lie. That's, he's trying to clean up the story. It's always the context after the fact. Let's get back to the other girl. So she was 28. So I didn't, ha- I didn't lose my virginity until I was 20. So I wasn't... Oh, yeah, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 25. But once I did, let me tell ya. You got into it? Mm, it went. Let me both of you. Because you a hoe. Child, trying I'm to go playing. to law school. I had to focus. What we got next? All right. This person. Okay, this one is like my easy one for you guys. So. Oh, I, I should need, get it then, huh? I need you guys. Okay. So this celebrity parent is in the news. Mm-hmm. Because him and his stepdaughter no longer speak anymore when they have been historically pretty close. Now, a few things have happened since then. This family is always in the news, and it's kind of a question why they're famous. Um, The father, well, you could be calling him a mother at this point. Oh, Oh. gosh, the Kardashians? Chloe. Who's the dad slash, I guess, mom now? Oh, cricky. What's his name? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner's name, but like his Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. All right. I think I'm going to give that to Shay. Yeah, give it to Shay. Give it to Shay. Caitlyn Jenner is in the news because she's come out saying that her and Khloe Kardashian have not spoken in five years. Wow. When, like, if you ever watched the Kardashian show, I didn't, I don't watch it now, but I used to watch it back in the day, like, when it first aired. They were really, really close, the two of them. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about, so if your parent, if your parent decided to change their gender identity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you guys think that you would handle that? I would definitely feel some kind of way about it initially, and I think I would have a lot of deep conversations about what happened, what's going on. But I think both of you and the sippers know know, know me well enough to know that I accept people for who they are. Right. And so if that's who my parent will want to be and that's who they feel they are, then I'm gonna, I'm going to accept them and still continue to to love them regardless. Right. I don't want anyone yeah. not to feel love. The same thing if I had a son, which I don't that I know of. <laughs> I Negro. If they, <laughs> Pull out K wait. If they if he said that he was gay, I always love my son. You know, I wouldn't want him to feel like he couldn't be who he was. But this is not gay. This is being transgender. Those are really two separate things because you can be transgendered and not gay. Absolutely. I'm just giving an example mm-hmm. of acceptance. And so yeah. I would still accept my, my mom who was transitioning to or my dad who was transitioning to a woman. A woman over a man, so. Would it be easier for you to accept your dad transitioning into a, a woman or your mom transitioning into a man? Probably harder for my mom transitioning into a man because when I think about women in general and the kind of women that I'm attracted to, I'm really, my mom's femininity is what gives it's me. It's like a baseline for you. Yeah, you know, and so it would be harder, especially because my, and also my mom raised me. Yeah, my entire life, and so my dad and I—we aren't estranged, and we're on good—we're on good terms. But it, it'd be different. It'd be different. What about you, Shay? Yeah. What's your Caribbean background? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that would be 
almost un, un, unacceptable is, it, is the father figure turned into the woman. Yeah, um, but would it be for you though? I mean, I know yeah. I know from a Caribbean perspective. Yeah, but just in general, it wouldn't be. It's not about not it being, in general. It's not about you. it being unacceptable because um, you know we've grown to a point where we recognize that there's a lot of gray happening in there. But personally, definitely definitely not a press preference, and it would be a difficult thing to watch happen. Yeah, you know, it's even as a single son and single mom, where who you know she has to be. Like I get upset when she shows any form of weakness. Yeah, but. I wouldn't want her to turn into a dude <laughs> and turn into a man. That, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Do, do we know why they aren't talking? That's not why they're not talking. There's just other issues going on. No, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's why they're not yeah, talking. Yeah, if you what, when it happened, so when she finally did transition, that's when I got back into the Kardashians. So I was like, I need to watch this train mm. wreck happen. And Khloe Kardashian, I think Caitlyn Jenner just has this expectation that because she decided to change her life, that acceptance is just like. Uh, automatic yeah and that's the thing that I have to like point out is that we will we will always continue to progress we will always continue to change however people don't have to accept your change that's true that's right? true we are we are entitled to not accept it yeah we don't we don't have to like it we don't have to like it but we, we don't have to disrespect one another though no no no, no. Yeah. and so she made this huge change and then she took a lot of opportunities like to make things about her, I think. And Chloe's just like, in, in the the, se- the episode that I saw where they were kind of addressing this, mm. she was just like, well, you kind of disrespected my mom the way you handled the situation mm. and um, the way you are going about it. It's all for like media instead of like coming to the family. Yeah. And like, and so she didn't like the way he processed it or handled it. And you know, she just wanted to deal. But I think that would be weird. Like my yeah, dad is, weird. cause like Bruce Jenner wasn't just like, a soft dad, like a dad who you're like a little effeminate, who you could be like, oh, I could see that. Mm-hmm. It was freaking Bruce Jenner. Like he's in every sport. He's an Olympian. Like literally, the only time you ever saw him on the Kardashians, he's like playing golf or like doing like what playing with tools. Was that he got over? He started being overshadowed by the rest of the family, the women in the family, because you notice that everybody looks the same. Everybody has the same type of type of surgery, same type of look. It's once uh, what's name Kim started really popping again, getting, getting that look. Everybody started following right behind her, and he's like, "Crap, I'm alone." I only think three of them look alike, though. I, I don't want to. I don't want to dis- diminish the feeling that he made to make to make that transition. I don't think it's as simple as okay, I'm 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 not in the limelight anymore. I'm, that's yeah, a I don't pretty, think so that's either. That's a pretty big, pretty big thing that happened. He got a full reassignment. Like he he's got the yeah. yeah. But I, I also think we you know we. A place of the stereotype or that that people who play sports, especially men, aren't gay. Very true. That they can't or, they can't be themselves or not feminine. Or not feminine. And so it's like there are a lot of men that play basketball, that wrestle, that play football, that are gay and don't feel comfortable enough to do it. And so I mean, I wanna say kudos to Jenner for doing that, but I, I would have an issue with it. I just think parents. the way they went about it, it became problematic. Like remember she won Woman of the Year? And and it was like there was like an army vet yeah. at that point who was like a prisoner of war who was supposed to, who came back and they were like she was supposed to win. Like yeah. It was just like a lot of like problematic things. It's like oh you won Women of the Year because you decided to transition into a woman. That's like an accomplishment when there's you know other women who are doing actual feats. You know. So are um, we saying because this is the world. This is the world we live in. So are we saying are women saying are heterosexual women or not even heterosexual women? I can't speak for heterosexual women. Are women saying because this is what I'm hearing that. For competition, for people who have transitioned, say a man that transitioned to a woman, 
they cannot qualify for awards and other competitions that biological I'm, women have I, already had. I'm not done. speaking for all women, but I am speaking for me. I'm saying that if it's going to be a merit-based award, mm-hmm. so it's supposed to be based on something that you achieved or something you did, the actual achievement needs to not be that you change genders. Like, I want it to be... It, it could have been his achievement as an Olympian. To me, that's valid and justifiable mm-hmm. if it was, like, closer to when he won the Olympics. But, like, or she won the Olympics. I guess that's a better pronoun for her now. Um... But the fact that like the one he she won the award just because primarily because she transitioned, I don't think that's enough. That should not be enough. But you think women that have transitioned should be able to win women of the women of the of the year award or titles or categories that are for women. That so transition women should be included in those. That's a hard one. That's a hard one for I struggle really much like a lot with like transgenders and my own perspective on it because I'm really like I'm super comfortable with you know everything else like I feel like you know homosexual rights are human rights um but I feel like and I know that's like just like maybe some old like brainwashing that maybe I need to like process through well I still think there are some but I also think there's like some valid argument I think that's what it comes down to it's like it's not the same we're not the same if you I got into this argument with a friend of mine who is transitioned Uh, she's actually he's actually now a man and you know we were kind of arguing over whether or not um transgendered women should be able to play sports like competitively against other women and my answer is no it's a firm absolutely to the hell no because they have advantages they They have have, they have dna advantages that other women don't have i I feel like we live in this world where it's on pc to actually just talk about like what really it is like you know what i mean like you have muscles you have like biological advantages that make it easier for you to develop muscles for you to do certain things special especially physically for you to run faster right and so like there is i don't think it's fair i don't care what you do right like unless there's some kind of hormone that they can reverse your testosterone level yeah like it's just not fair i agree what we got next all right guys let's go ahead and move on to listener shout out Listener shout out. We're gonna go out to Tom Burgess. He was on our he hey, was our Tom. he was our top listener on the SoundCloud platform for the last seven days. For those who do not know, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, iTunes Google Play. Google Play, almost everywhere, really, other than title. Yep. Um, dang title. <laughs> dang title. <laughs> title don't give us no love. And we're also giving love to Denmark and the United Kingdom for being the number two or number three country for listening the hey, last seven days. Hey, what's up, Denmark? That's right. So we appreciate all the sippers who listen, support, and follow all T No Shade L. How can they find us? You can find us on our Instagram, all T No Shade Podcast. One word, no spaces, no Latin, no dents or anything. You can also find <laughs> no us dense. on what's the underscore? Underscore. That's what I say. <laughs> no dents, <laughs> no underscores. Uh, <laughs> You can also find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called All Tino Shade. We also have a group called All Tino Shade Podcast and Friends where mm-hmm. we can go ahead and chat it up big time. If you have questions or you want to hit us up, you can always email us at altinoshadepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and switch over to the sip of, of the, the day. day. Here we go. Damn. Do you know what time it is? I know. Hey, L, do you know what time it is? <laughs> I don't. You know what time it is. It's time for the 
the main sip. It's time for the main sip. Get your cups ready. Get your drink ready. Tea ready. Ah, time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your get your drink ready. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Ah. We are back in the building. As always. For this main sip. All right, we are talking about owning your own shit. Yes, all right? owning your shit, people. So I feel like definitely in today's society that there is definitely a victimization culture. Would you guys agree with that? I would 100% agree. Everyone's a victim. What would you, how would you categorize a victimization or victim? All right, go ahead, Shay. Like the real... Like how do people turn themselves into victims? How would you... Like, oh. identify that process. It's usually like a narcissistic process. Mm-hmm. There's like, you know, somebody says, hey. Oh, that's interesting. I guess it is narcissistic. That's one of my questions. Home. I'm going to ask later. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's some, something happens. You know, there's an argument, there's a disagreement, and they immediately think that everything that happens once they're triggered is about them. It doesn't matter yeah. if they flip the table or whatever happens. It's mm-hmm. still their, like, somebody still was trying to hurt them and it's like no they're reacting to you but right they, you know they don't see the reaction as reacting to what they've done yeah as a victim. yeah you've put this yeah. out in the air and as a result this is what your consequences are right yeah in my experience if people will do something that causes the problem you react to the problem that was caused and then they flip it so that they feel like they were the victim that you are lashing out uncared Characteristically, yeah. or for unprovoked, it's like, wait, no, you are the one that did this. I'm the victim, and I get to defend myself or explain to you why I feel the way I feel based on your action that you chose, yeah. right? But so many people want one don't want to admit that they were wrong. Ooh. Like I don't understand sippers why people don't want to admit why word. they're wrong. Why? Just admit when you're wrong. We're so, all wrong. We're not always right. Like, that's the beautiful part of it. So the minute that you get through that, you can realize it's easy. Yeah. Like, I, uh, this is, uh, this subject is something that touches very deep. At, well, I won't say deep. That's probably the wrong word. Deep very, into your core. <laughs> deep close. into your core. Very hit, hits home for me because this is a philosophy that I, I, I started using um, probably... We're in 2019 now. I'm going to say probably 2012, 2013. I said, Jay, you got to start owning your shit. And basically what that what that meant for me is stop pointing fingers at other people for what I do have in my life and the things I don't have in my life. And if I wanted, if I wanted certain things, I had to be the one pointed at myself. This is what you did to bring this action into your life. This is what you have to do to get this action into your life. And once I change that philosophy, that vic- stop being a victim, man, my whole life changed. Yeah, I got so much more accomplished. My whole perspective on life got better, and it's a it's important. So when someone says to you, you need to own your shit, what does that mean to you, though? Wait, I want to oh. say what my definition of victimization. Oh yes, is. yes, yes. Okay, so my definition of vict- victimization is either a lack of or too much ownership. A lack of or, or too, too much, much ownership. ownership. Right, because you have like to me, um, victimization can happen under two like principles or two ways, right? The first is the person who does everything over and they're so 
I almost want to say it's not selfish because it's not based in that, but they're so mm-hmm. self-centered. Mm-hmm. They're so focused on them that they will make a problem. They will see a problem and instantly decide that that problem has something to do with them. They're, mm-hmm. Everything has something to do with them. Yeah. So those people are people who take too much ownership over things, right? And then you have the op, op, obviously you have the opposite, the people who do shit all the time and then don't understand how the consequences of their actions actually mm. impact and affect them. Mm-hmm. And those people don't take enough ownership. That's true. That's so to true. me, victimization is all about ownership, either taking too much or not enough. Yeah, because people who do take take more ownership of it yeah. get upset when things don't go the way they think it should go. Ooh, child. It's like... No one asked you to no take one. on the world, right? Yes. It's like you have this small piece that you need to be in charge of. You're trying to take on more than what you've been asked to, to take on. Yes, and this is like you ever seen somebody who something like very tangentially like connects to them, and they'd be like, "Oh my God, this all happened because of me," and you're like, "Wait a minute, child, you ain't had nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. right?" It's mm-hmm. it, but it's interesting how people's brains process because those are one of the few ways you can see how they how somebody sees themselves in the world. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good to want to understand that maybe I am the reason things aren't going my way, but it shouldn't be all the time. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't force yourself into a conversation that you have no conversation. Nothing to be in there about, right? Very agreed. I feel like we always talk about the fact that people, there are people who just don't own up to the shit that they do. But I also feel like, you know, some of it is also owning up to the fact that you do too much. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of victimization, you always think about the person who doesn't. Mm, that's true. That's true. What's the question you were going to ask? So I was asking, when someone tells you to own your shit, what, do you, what does owning your shit mean to you? I think owning your shit is being honest, being accountable, um, and being open. Like, I think you need to be honest with yourself and honest with others. I think you know when you're... And, and sometimes you don't know, especially if you're in a position where you're more self-centered. Like, you, you, you can identify that in yourself pretty quickly if people have told you that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Chances are that's what you are. So you might not necessarily know, but just being honest with your actions. If you, the way I would say is if somebody did it to you, how would you feel? Yeah. It's just like, it's like the simplest thing in life, mm-hmm. you know, to use as a measuring stick or a metric. You know, I don't know. I feel like just no, being, being current and, and open, you know? Yeah, I think it's I think it's important to self-reflect. When someone asks me, you know, do you, you know, someone say, own your shit, I'm, to me, it's like, all right, I need to self-reflect on, yes. on what has happened. What's uh, my role? What's their role? Yeah, and, and not only self-reflect, but self-reflect and have a solution. Yeah. Right, you can self-reflect. Oh! <laughs> you can Ooh, okay, life coach you Jay. Self, you can self-reflect. Life coach Jay and just came do, in out, y'all. And not do shit about it. Let me tell you, if you were one of those people who are always like in in a brainstorming session, you're like, no, but then you don't actually like have something else to like contribute, mm. we hate you. Yeah, like I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves in, in relationships. Just like going back to people who being narcissistic or have being a victim. Yeah. It's like you're complaining about something that has happened. But you're not bringing a solution to the table in order for us to get past it. Agreed. Like, don't self-reflect or don't complain without a solution. So if you're going to self-reflect, so for me, when I self-reflect, only you say, okay, damn, I should have did this better. Right. Going forward, this is what I'm going to try to do. This is what I'm going to try to focus on being better at. Right. And own that. And everything is different. It requires different actions, requires different plans. So... 
Um, what's something that happened in 2019 that you realized you have to own and do better at? And sure, you can answer that too. What's something that happened in 2019? Because y'all know we only got a month left of 2019. I, I, think, I think, I mean, this has always been an issue for me in my like communication skills. I'm very like anti-phone sometimes. I get like, mm. you know, empathic people, introverted people. And at sometimes we just like check out. And so it's not even like a purposeful thing, but then I, I have to realize that like, because I need that doesn't mean like everyone else does the same thing. Mm. I've realized no one else does it. Like everyone else is still on their phone all the time. <laughs> and so because of that, there is an expect expectation from my friends because everyone else is always on Yeah. Um, to like be more responsive. And so that's my thing that I'm working on. So your thing in 2019 is to be more responsive yeah. on your, in your phone. Yeah, because I'd be like, oh, my God, people are blowing me up, but I'm just trying to live my life. And I think to me, that's like a victimization kind of thing. It's like, listen, you made friends, ho. Like, either don't make friends or be a good friend. Like, you know what I mean? You can't pick and choose when you're going through something, whether or not you want to check out. And yeah. so I had to realize, like, I can't do that. And then in 10 years, you're wondering why no one called you anymore. Like, I don't have any friends uh, because you isolated yourself. You never responded. It's so mm -hmm. hard when you're especially like an introvert or you're somebody who's very private to like mm -hmm. not check out. But you have to realize that that's when you're supposed to check in the most yeah. with your friends. That's, that's, that's a difficult one. <laughs> what did you right. say, Shay? What's something in 2019 that you realized you have to own and do better with? When it comes to people? No, anything in general. Anything. In general. But since you said people, clearly people is on your oh. heart well, and in your mind. We're we're just <laughs> no, we're just talking about people. So I was just like, okay, what am I, what am I really considering there? Um, it's kind of a one-on-one a, a -on -one thing. Is being more caring with people. More empathetic or more caring? I think that's a different different thing. More caring, because I'm pretty, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening on the other side. Mm -hmm. I just don't give a damn. Yeah. And I, my, you know, I'm a, I'm aloof and mm -hmm. that's just been me my whole life. And I just been working through some, some small pieces of it. And like, cause I know there's a time coming down the road, probably pretty soon where I'm going to have to be a lot more caring. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I got to break this. Do you cycle. have a baby calm away, Shay? Um, the way you said it, I was like, oh no. Nah, they ain't baby Shay. Shay got a, a baby, baby Shay on the way. He's like, you know, in the future, in the near future, I'm like, I have to be more caring. No, oh, damn. No, it's just that we, you know, we all have family and, and people that are getting older, and you, you really you can see it coming. Like, it's, yeah. it's going to be it's you. True. It's going to be you. I'm the oldest grandchild. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, for me, I would say that uh, in 2019, I realized that I had too much money going out to frivolous things. Yeah. Right? And I always wonder, why, why am I count so low? So I I went and started, like, I counseled everything that I would have money. I counseled my Netflix. I counseled Hulu. I counseled my clothing subscriptions. I counseled my my boxing gym membership that was 100 bucks a month. I said, I can go to Planet Fitness for $10 a month and that still get part. it. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I just had to do a better job at understanding. Prioritizing. Yeah, you know, because... Some of that stuff, I don't need Netflix. I mean, I got a Fire TV cube that I can watch everything on. Yeah. Yep. You know, and so it goes back to Sometimes knowing your needs and knowing your wants. Yes. And also, like, you ever realize, like, convenience? Like, we pay convenience fees oh, for yeah. a lot of things, right? Yeah, and, like, so you like we do it automatically, but sometimes you have to, uh, like, you have to take a step back and realize, like, do you really need to? 
for this event that I was going to this weekend, it was in downtown Orlando, not downtown Orlando, downtown Tampa. If you know, if you've lived in Tampa, then you know downtown Tampa has street parking. And it's free after 6 p.m., right? They don't check. Like, it's free. It says it on there. Yeah, people were valet parking for $37. $37. Oh, my goodness. Right? Because of the convenience. They're paying a convenience Mm -hmm. fee. They want to just go out and walk into and have fun. They don't want to deal with having to find a parking. But it's like those little bits... That like $37 here when I parked literally a block away on the street with like for free, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was a block away. Right. But that $37 that adds up over time. 37 here, 37 there, 37 here, $5 there. That really does add up. I think you you ever took cash and like tried to spend money only on cash. Oh, yeah. You're out. You spend cash so quickly because you lose track of the coins. Mm -hmm. Do you notice that? Mm -hmm. Because that seventy five cents here and that yeah. like eighty cents there, they do add up. It does add up. It does add up. So yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's really interesting. Have you ever did? That's a good call. Huh? That's a really good call. Yeah. That's a good way to look at things. Absolutely. So I just you know, for me I just try Oh your shit financially, y'all. Absolutely. Only your shit financially. Have you ever dated someone who never owned their shit? And like what was it? Like what happened? What oh my god, I was like in the most toxic relationship. You remember that? Remember? Mm, never mind. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk Do about it here. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about it here. Oh no, we talk about it though. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta say no names. <laughs> just say what happened. Like what was the, what was the part that he it wasn't was just owning? Like super toxic and very manipulative. And I think those two went together because he was so manipulative. He didn't want to believe he was manipulative. He didn't want to mm. think the worst of him. But he was clearly like very manipulative. And, but he would make everything literally about him, and like it'd be, it be had nothing to do with him. And he'd mm. be like, "Oh my God, you guys, I can't." They did this against me. And I'm like, they didn't even know you were there. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? Gamers are too are fun too. If you ever dated a gamer, gamers when they talk about like PlayStation or Xbox or even PC games, they always think that the game is cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, why this does everybody can't be better think than me. the game is cheating? Maybe you just didn't make it. Or maybe you suck for that day. Right, maybe you're just not performing as well. But like anytime you watch gamers talk on the dang, like about their, well, actually play the system, they're like, all right, game. That's how you gonna treat me, game? I was playing uh, Call of Duty this morning, and uh, like, like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, Jay. They have uh, Xbox, PC, and PS4 all playing on the same uh, game now. That's dope. And it's all playing this morning, and I was getting my ass beat. Did you blame it on the game? No, but... Oh, yo, shit. No, here's the thing. At first, I was like, yo, what is happening right now? And I was saying to myself, you know what? He's just better than me. Like this guy, this guy, this guy was just better than me. He was just good. Giving us props, and I was like, "Damn." My thing is, listen. If everybody has problems giving giving props to the top, but like we're all struggling to get to the top. The same way that when you get to the top, that you want those accolades, you want those roses, you want those props. Give it to the person who you're looking at right now. You know what I mean? So that you can get yours when you get up there. Like there's enough room for everybody, y'all. That's true. She got chicken. You know, 2019, Elle has gotten so much wiser. Maybe she was always wise, and then she's just I'm exuding. I'm just Obi-Wan. Exuding. breaking through. <laughs> Negro Obi. Uh, Shay, you ever dated someone who... A, s- uh, super, a victim? Yeah, always a victim? Yeah, one of the... Um, 
like my He's second like, girlfriend. Your yeah. second girlfriend? How many you go girlfriends all the way you back had? Like, all right. Yeah, it's been a few. But um, <laughs> okay. In high school? Nah, and going to college. I, I didn't start. I didn't really start seriously dating until college. Wait, but, so you lost I, your virginity before before twenty, but you ain't had no girlfriend until you were in college. Got it. Check. But I remember I went to college when I was sixteen. Oh, oh, that's true. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> Shay, like, listen, y'all. Let me let me stop you right quick, though. Shay said, "Ah, uh, hello." Remember, I was in. I was doing these things. Okay. Nah, but no, it was it was um a little bit of it. It was like the first like emotional abuse, like psychological abuse relationship that. Mm. You know, and the last. <laughs> like, right, okay, you only need right. one. Yeah, and it's like, you, once you recognize what's really happening, it's like, okay, cool. So, like, one of the funny situations, like, we were driving back and forth, like, six-hour drive or whatever, and we stopped to get some food or what, the gas station or whatever she did. And and so, and she goes in, and she says, hey, she goes and gets stuff and brings something back. Mm. I said, thank you. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, well, this is not what I... Like normally get or whatever, mm. and it became the biggest issue. And I'm just like, well, you didn't even ask me what I wanted. You didn't even ask me if I wanted anything in the first place. I appreciate you. I said thank you. Yeah, yeah. but like, you know, it's but not I my don't, thing. Everybody has like really specific tastes. Yeah. yeah, and like, I mean, I get it. It's a nice gesture that you thought, but you only do it if you know the person's order. True. Like, I never pick up food from somebody who I don't. Well, as a female, I never pick up food unless I, you tell me what you want. Because Lord <laughs> knows, I, my, my mind changes like every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you what yeah. you're going to make because I can't pick up what I'm going to make. Yeah. But yeah, so it, she was mad at you? It, man, it turned, it, it turned into a really big hoopla. I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to remember the, the full story on it. But it's just one of those things that happened and it just caused, yeah. a, it was just a big recognizable thing like, this is not ever going to work. This is one of the things that I also actually had a question have, I mean, we've all been in the situation where oh, we you didn't talk about your relationship victimization. I'm just gonna say sorry. no, sorry. Uh, in my case, she always blamed me for her changing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I changed for you. I was like, no, I didn't ask you to change. I never That's once. A hard one. I never once asked you to change. There were things when we, you know, when you first start dating someone, getting to know someone. You said, ooh, I don't know if I can date somebody like this who does these things. Yeah. And in conversation, you know, it was like, I said, look, you are who you are. In order for us to date, these are the things that. Is this your your smoker lady? <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. so and she ends up changing her, you know, doing her thing. I didn't ask her to change. I didn't. You know, we could have been friends. Like we yeah, would have been good. Yeah, you wanted to be in this relationship, and part of that, yep. qual- like qualification, was that you weren't a smoker. Yep. And so, fast forward a few months later, we're having a conversation, and about something. She was like, "Well, you know, my girlfriend, she she's complaining because her, you know, her her man is making her asking her to change." And she said, "You know, I told her it's not that big a deal because I changed for Jay." I was like, "What did you What did you change?" She said, "Oh, you know, I quit smoking." I was like, "Oh." And by that time, we were already having other issues. Oh, so it was like, no. <laughs> yeah. We already having nah, other man. issues. I'm like, I said, hold up. I ain't never asked you to change. You know, and then, so yeah. So it was, it was one, that was just one small example of of her blaming me for things that weren't where she wanted her life to be aligned. Yeah. Right? So. Okay, so this is what I question I had. If you have, we've all been in a situation where we've, hung out either friendship or romantic wise like with somebody who had that victimization like feature right mm-hmm. 
have you in your past been on the receiving end of that where someone is being um, treating everything like a victimization kind of mode and you're mm -hmm. the person receiving that kind of commentary? Mm -hmm. How did you process that feeling of like them kind of trying to manipulate you almost um, with their victimization? Like, do you have you ever fallen for it? Yeah, I mean, I am, I am, I am, uh, I am a very serious self-reflector. I'm a very big, I'm very big on treat people how you want to be treated. Mentality. Oh, like, like that's, that's my thing. Um, so yeah, so for me, when that happens, I, I go into how can I be better? Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, I don't want ever make someone feel like shit. And so I've def definitely been manipulated before by it's so easy by that because I want to, I want the. I want the relationship to work. Mm -hmm. And so if I got to change, because this is causing you hurt or pain, then I'll do it. But what happens is you change to try to do better, then they find something else. Yeah. And you do more, then they find something else. They're never satisfied, they're never happy. Right, what about you, Shay? I mean, yeah, it's, 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 you're gonna run into that. And um, it's always frustrating, and hopefully you recognize it fast enough that you can like, okay, step back. and make a decision not to engage them. Anytime you see it coming, you kind of just shift the subject like, yeah, okay, cool, I moved on to the next thing. Because yeah. you can't, if they're in that loop, it's very hard to break that loop when that loop is with you. If you're outside that loop, you can kind of help them see that, that you're in that loop with somebody else. Mm -hmm. But when they're looping with you, everything you say turns, just starts everything back over. So you have to step away from it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like if you are, especially if you're an empathetic or a compassionate person, it's so hard. It's so easy to get pulled in mm -hmm. by the victim person, right? Yeah. You ever be in a situation where you're like, I don't even think I did anything wrong, but yeah. maybe I need to apologize. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you have to take a step back in those scenarios. Mm -hmm. I at least do in those scenarios and go, why am I apologizing if I don't think I did anything wrong? Yeah. And like, I'm, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with apologizing. I, to me, sorry says it like it doesn't hurt to say sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I'd never intended to hurt someone's feelings, and so yeah. it doesn't hurt to say sorry. But I always ask myself if I'm saying sorry for something that I don't necessarily think I did wrong. I'm saying sorry because I hurt their feelings. Is it their valid feelings or mm. are they being victims? Yeah. Like, are they creating this mm. in themselves, right? Because that's mm. why it works. And if you're a person like, so we're all kind of own your shit kind of people on this table. Yeah. In the reverse of victim victimization is people who own too much shit. I'm going to own your shit. I'm going to own their shit. You know what I mean? Like, we gonna, I'm owning all of the shits, right? Yeah, that frustrates me. You guys know what I'm talking about. We've it. all had a scenario where someone would be like, oh, well, you're not doing, you know, it this way, this way, this way. And so I'm a, I'm going to take it over. You know, I got you. It's okay. But then they now are, like, stressed out and going mm -hmm. crazy. And you're like... You just need to chill. You just yeah. need to do what you needed to do and not accept, like, not encourage the Life other people. goes on. To yes, <laughs> to crave themselves into victims. It's also important to to make sure that a person who is being manipulative mm -hmm. or who is always the victim is not taking your kindness as a weakness. Ooh. Because they will definitely, when they, can, when they see that you're always the one apologizing, always the one saying I'm sorry, always the one that's trying to change, they will look that look at it as a weakness and continue to pick on that and pick on that and pick on that. Because you haven't been established as the person who will do it and yeah. they don't. Yep. 
So, um, do you think there's a difference between a person who doesn't own their shit and a person who's a narcissist? You were kind of talking about it earlier. No. No difference. Okay. I think that there's, I don't think that they're mutually inclusive, but I think that they complement each other really well. I think if you're narcissistic, you, you, it's really easy for you to take a victimization like stance in the fact that you don't own anything that goes wrong with you. But then there's also like narcissists who they don't care. They're like, well, hello, at least I'm here. So you got me. What more do you want? It can be better. Yeah. Right. And so I don't think that they're mutually inclusive, but I do think that they go hand in hand really well. I think they shadow like so closely. Um, they do. Wait till all next episode. You're going to understand. Ah! <laughs> but no, it's, it's that same, that same energy that makes them say, Hey, it's, all about me is the mm. same energy that then turns them into the victim because it that's the only way you can be a victim all the time yeah because if you believe it's all about you how yeah. do you know when you are a victim a real one or not like how do you how can you determine if the situation that you're in if you are genuinely a victim in it versus you are now creating a victimization for yourself when you can honestly say you did the best you can, yet things... That's like what everybody who's not I, a victimization I, people who say. Yeah, but then if nobody can come to you and... Okay, from the whole... Short answer. From the whole standpoint of, of standing your ground and owning your shit, <laughs> if you own the shit like, hey, I've owned this piece of what I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. yet they're still mad for whatever reason, then it's like, hey, I did what I was supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question i think for me i think if (laughs) listen this is our running jokes Shay is very long-winded y'all he be he be y'all can't can't see Shay because he's off camera but you hear his voice Shay be going in and then he has this pondering look where you know he's about to go in (laughs) he'll like do this thing where he'll go (laughs) and he like looks up into the heaven and i'm like oh we about Uh, to be here for a minute. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I would say for me, how do you know that you're actually a victim? Yeah. Is definitely how did the action actually make you feel? Like, do you feel hurt? Yeah. Are you like you? Are you actually hurting? And if so, then that action that uh, happened has ma- has made you a victim. Then that doesn't mean you're always a victim. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually hurting, yeah. Like you, like in your you're in your room, you're you're crying or you're super frustrated you're angry you're like man like this action really has really hurt me then you are a victim but if this is an ego bruise yeah you're not a you know what I, mean? not well, a I think i think that's hard because so many people do think that they really yeah. are hurt i think for me the way i determine like if i'm a victim or not it has to do with other people this is why i think we're community-based people we're 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 tribes, right? I think this is when your friends come in and who you surround yourself with. Do you have people in your circle who will keep it 100 with you, who will tell you flat out, like, if you're wrong or if you're not? Or if you're, like, doubting your friends. Something that I like to do a lot is I will tell my friends a scenario, and it's really my scenario. Like, mm. it's the situation. Asking for a friend. Right. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, asking we, for a friend real quick. We already we already know this, this is her life or his right. life. Right. But sometimes you ask. And yeah. Then, you, and you can even, like, I term it as, like, my other friend. Like, oh, my other friend just did blah, blah, blah. Everybody does that, right? But You have too many details. Right. Too much details. However, give it to them as unbiased as you can. Like, just explaining 
A, B, and C happened and not going into your thought processes as to why it happened, just going under what happened and see what their natural reaction is, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's really important for you to have, I, I think it's really hard for you to determine whether or not you are a person who um, is a victim like an actual victim or somebody who does victimization a lot because people who are in that victimization mindset, they really do think that they're victims. A lot yeah. of them really honestly and truly believe that they have been done wrong. They can't see their own part in it. Mm. And so I think it's really important for you to have a third party, you know, somebody on the outside who can tell you like, unbiasedly though, listen, Yeah. and if you're, I always say this, if your friends have never checked you, they ain't your friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your friends have never been like, girl, you went left. Yeah. Right? Or, dude, you need to tighten up. They ain't your friends because there's no way for the whole history in which you've lived your life and been their friend that you haven't done anything problematic. Human beings were problematic, right? Like, that's just who we are. At some point, they should have been like, listen... I see you, boo. This you, is what you do. You got to do better. Yeah, you leaning a little to the left. I need you to get back on center, right? Because that, those are the people who are going to keep you accurate, and it's right? And it's on you to not get offended by them checking you. And Ooh, you gotta, dude, not kill you the gotta, You got to be like, you know what? You're right. I got to own that shit. I'm going to do better. And all my people in my, my, my circle, we all do that. And we are aware of what we got to do better. And so... Um, have you had that? Have you guys had situations where you've checked your friends, like trying to get them to own their shit, and mm. it's gone like hell oh, wrong? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me an example. How do you hate? Like, are you? Why are you mad at me? I'm like, well, I'm just being neutral in this situation. Like, yeah. Honestly, this is what this is re outside of what you're dealing with. This is what I was seeing and what was what other people was reacting to. Mm. This is it. Well, you can't be my friend if you if you're not on my side. I'm like, because I don't believe in that. If I hate that person, you hate that person. Yeah. That, that's not me. So. Like, unless they, like, talk about your mama. I'm, yeah. I, I, you, I, I, there's certain, like, levels of respect. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about, like, people's kids or their mama, mm. then I'm like, okay, maybe not. But. Yeah, it gets crazy. I don't necessarily go and take the neutral route. Like, I feel like I should be able to tell my friends how they fucking up. If there's two people, two, two friends who are bickering, for me personally, I'm like, look, this is what you typically always, when we do this, this is what happens. And you Fast. are. And this person's not innocent either. You know, when they do, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I've checked my friends, and they've gotten upset before. And Have you lost a friend by checking them? Yes. Um, really? Yeah, because when I get to that point, and I'm just, it's, I, I'm the type to burn shit down, so. Yeah. No, I've never lost a friend from checking. I've lost friends from, from disrespect, mm -hmm. but not from, from checking them or them checking me. I. Like I'm okay was the disrespect me. though a component or a consequence of the check? Like you mm. check them and then now they got an attitude that you check them and then that is what the origin of the disrespect comes from. Mm, that's multi-layered, not enough answers. <laughs> I've definitely lost friends from checking them. Um, just being like, listen, this is the, this don't even sound like you. Like, mm. this don't even seem right. You know what I mean? And I think it's, I mean, I get it. We've all been checked ourselves, and we've had that moment like, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? In your head, yeah. you're like, I'm straight. But, like, if you are, if you value your friendship, I think that's what people don't do is they don't, 
Yeah. They don't realize, like, I really value this person. I value their friendship. I generally value their opinion. opinion so yeah. if they're coming to me and saying this, then I need to take my own feelings out of it and really see maybe they're seeing something that I'm not. Because we all know that when you're looking, when you're a few steps removed, you see the picture so much clearer mm. than when you're smack dab in front of it. Yeah. But I've definitely had, like, girlfriends who I'm like, okay, you're, like doing the same shit that he's doing. So why are you mad at him? And why are you acting out? And why are you going crazy when, like, y'all could just be in an open relationship at this point. Like, why don't y'all just be in an open relationship? Well, no, he started in I'm not fucked up. I have because I, I always say, like, if you're cheating, you have an integrity issue. Like, mm. it's it, it's literally a character flaw, right? Like, <laughs> if you're cheating, you are a loyal person. Yeah. Like, that's what that comes down that's the what it comes down to. You're not being loyal. So if any of my friends who cheat, and I, they're fine to do it, I don't judge you, but I am telling you, it is a character flaw. You're you're not a person of your word. You're saying one thing and literally going against yeah. your own word. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? But you have to accept that to be true. So you can't say, oh, I'm the most loyal person ever. And then I know, like, you cheat on all your men. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, let's just be honest. Bro. Yeah. I know, but one thing I did have learned is how to help your friends own their shit. Mm. And that is everyone wants to call their friend and go off and be agreed with at some level. Like, I want to call you in a situation and be like, especially if it's like brand new and fresh and hot, I want to be like, she did A, B, and C. Can you blatch? And I'm like, no, girl, I can't imagine. Oh my God. Like, I, everybody wants that buy in, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think you still have to give the buy in. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I think you have to walk them through it. I think they need to feel validated in their feelings and emotions. You yeah. still need to validate your friends who you think are victims. Like, you need to validate their feelings, too. Like, I understand this is how you feel, mm -hmm. right? And I think you need to give them that moment before you start being like, well, really, boo, it's you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because yeah. you have to get into equilibrium. equilibrium yes. Before yeah. you say, hey, Cause what, I'll let you calm. Exactly. Because what I've seen and what I've definitely done before and be like, they'll be like calling to rant about like whatever. And I'm like, girl, it's you. And they're like. <laughs> Ouch. And they're like, uh, I was just calling a fucking rant, but okay. You know what I mean? And you're like, you haven't given them the support that they're kind of calling you for. So I feel like you need to give them the ability to rant. But I still think it's on you to call them out too. And be, I think that's important in Relationships in general, especially like if, if it's your boyfriend or your, your girlfriend, like and sometimes they just need to rant and yeah. you need to let, let them rant and get it off their chest because not all the time they, they don't want advice every time. Yeah. You know, but that's and sometimes topic. ranting is like how I figure out that I'm being freaking crazy. I'm like, can you believe this bitch? And, um, I guess that is a little crazy though. It's better to take, say it out loud. Once you say what? it out loud, Ooh. your action, you hear it and you're like, oh, damn. Alright, I fucked You this. ever hear that? You ever like tell somebody your story and as you're telling them the story, you're like, wait, I am a little fucked up. Yeah. It might have been me. Like, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Alright, so my last thing on this, I'm gonna say, so I read I read this article by this um psychologist. It said three ways owning your well, he didn't say owning your shit. Okay. But holding yourself accountable makes you more powerful. He said, uh, accountability, mm -hmm. it demonstrates that you're responsible. So owning your shit, you're being accountable. Um, you're being honest, so it shows you have integrity. Mm -hmm. And then as he said that when you're owning your shit, you're being upfront and you're coming up with solutions. So those three things make you a more powerful individual when, like you, when you do those things. So 
Own your shit, people. I think accountability, too, helps you in terms of, for me, it's like a control thing. Like, if I'm a victim, there is nothing that I can do. I have been, something has been done to me, you know? Versus if I own it, then I have some recourses. I I can fix. I can make a better choice the next time. You know, I can mm. fix it. I can do something about it. Versus, you know, the other way around. And it's not always going to be easy. And a lot of times it's going to be uncomfortable. Like when you go, when you are being called out on owning your shit, and you realize you got to own your shit. It is sometimes extremely uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And you're it like, because it requires you to change. Yeah. And as we all know, change is not easy for most people. It's uncomfortable. Not even require you to change. It requires you to acknowledge mm-hmm. that something about you is a, is problematic and like an issue issue. You know what I mean? Which eventually you'll have to, you're going to have to change. Yeah, you, you have to change. Yes. But to me, the biggest like thing is like... Accountability. Oh, I guess I'm a little fucked up here. I should fix it. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. like, ooh. Or not. And if you, or not. And if you don't want to, you're entitled to that. And that's the thing but. about owning your shit too. You can be like, listen, I'm a really blunt person mm-hmm. and I come off, that bluntness comes off as rude and acerbic and I choose not to change that. You can choose not to. And some people will be okay with that. Yeah. You just gotta know who, who you are. Alright guys, so let's go ahead and move on. I have a okay, so I have a new segment that I kinda wanna introduce guys. Okay. Oh, you ready for this? We'll see. Okay, it's off of last week's pod, which was unsolicited, unsolicited advice. advice. Yes. Okay. You ready to give some unsolicited advice? Alright, I'm gonna do just one. Alright. Alright. Should I let my car go into voluntary repossession? That is the question. Okay, so in March, she purchased a Kia Soul, which had about 78,000 miles from a local dealer. Mm-hmm. She put 5,000 down and still had about 6,000 to pay off. Mm. Last month, her engine went off, and she bought it in March of 2019, so mm. not very long. Mm. Her engine went out. The light on her dash hadn't gone off, so she hadn't realized that her car was completely out of oil. <laughs> It's not like bullshit. That sucks. Go ahead. I I had my oil change after I bought it, but we did um travel we did travel out of state frequently, so I mistakenly didn't check the oil again. Anyways, I got the car, towed to the dealership. I didn't mention the oil, although I replaced the oil because it got towed. I was hoping their current recall for engine troubles would give it. Huh. The, the recall doesn't cover it. They quoted me a price of $6,000 to fix the car, mm. which is the exact payoff price. Yeah. They offered to buy out my car and pay for the remainder of the loan so I could trade it in, but they wanted at least three down and a ridiculous amount of $500 a month for a car note mm. for another car. Um, she's like, my car note would go from 190 to 576. Yikes. I've looked at Lemon Laws, called the dealership, called all the national hotlines, and there's nothing they can do since my warranty is up. I have a repossessed car already on my credit. I was hoping that this car would build my credit. What mm. should I do? Uh, at that point, she just needed to let well. it go. So the reason, reason for that is because I've been in this position before where you had to have a repossession. It was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And so you do not want to invest more money into a the car's worth, right? And especially if you're going to have this continue to do payments. But I would say this, if you don't have a car, then how are you going to get around, right? Right. And so if you, if you have the money, but it sounds like she doesn't have the money at all. It doesn't really say she doesn't have the money. It just says that... Six thousand dollars. Pretty much a lemon, you know. She got a lemon. Well, it she sounds put, like she didn't check her oil, and so she's oh, she's, that's at, true. she's at fault she's for at the fault engine. She's at fault for that engine blowing up. But but the car, like the light, didn't go off. 
Doesn't it, matter. Don't you kind of like expect that to happen? Uh, your, your car, you can always tell when your car's out of oil. Like if you listen, if you know your car, it starts to feel rough. It feels sure. rough when you rub, when you push the gas. It doesn't. It just doesn't sound right. But let's just say she didn't know. She should walk from it because walk from it and try to get another car from somewhere else while before it hits your credit. Yeah. Because you still can get approved for another car from some somewhere else before it's technically repossessed on your credit. Do it before that hits. Once it hits, you got another seven years. That's going to be a repossession saves in there like anything else for seven years. Yeah. So, yeah, she should walk from it and, not, and, go, and try to get something else. Uh, I think it depends on her circumstances. So if you're like interested in buying a home or you're in like because right now she's in the process of trying to build her credit right so it depends on where you are in your process like if you finally are on the uphill the upswing of building your credit and you can swing those monthly payments five hundred dollars is a lot though it's a lot but if you if you can swing it and it's for a you know a set amount maybe like two years three years something break you know something relatively short you know what i mean that you can do I would say I would I wouldn't repossess. I'm just very like a better a good credit is better than a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Like that has been there was an article about it about how if your credit score is you know high sevens eight your your par- purchasing power is better greater than if you had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank it really impacts you and so i would say depending on where you are so if you had that repossession the last repossession wasn't that long ago you know what i mean then sure let it repossess but if you're like right on that seven years where on the cusp of your old repossession where this you can finally get it rolled off and you're looking to buy a house you, you have some big goals coming up then I don't know if I would take that hit. Bite the bullet. Yeah, I would bite the bullet. It really comes down back to your point if, if, if she can afford it. If she can afford five hundred dollars a month, yeah, then don't walk away. But if that five hundred dollars is going to set you back and mess your credit up even more, yeah, you need to walk away from it. Because what you can do, what she could do, is once once it hits your credit, is that you can now settle that account, right, and pay it, yeah. and it shows as a, as a a payoff as a settled account, and you can go get eventually get something else. I mean, her, at this point, her interest rate is going to be high regardless because she currently she already has, has a position. Exactly. So. Which is what I'm saying. Like, you end up paying for those things longer. The repossessions, yeah. the, it, it impacts you. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. much longer. So now everything, you know, is so much more expensive. So if you cannot have it, that'd be great. But that's, yeah, it comes back down to whether or not you can afford it. All right, guys, that's it for our, did you like it? Yeah. Right? That's cute. <laughs> Waiting for you, Shay. <laughs> All right, sippers. We are about to play That Sounds About Right, a.k.a. That Sounds Familiar. That Sounds Familiar. So I'm going to have, I have five to six songs that we're going to play for the table. Shay going to try to redeem himself last week. He got his ass whooped by L last week. Hey, man. And I'm just calling like I see it. I'm just calling how I see it. He put to be a DJ. And he got beat, so. Oh, so rude. But I did do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sippers you can find these songs on the All T No Shade Spotify playlist we do not own these songs we don't have any rights to these songs we just love the artists and the we songs do. so go stream them go play them give them some love alright so Sippers and the table this first song okay is a 90's song oh damn it Shade's ready he's, he's biting <laughs> at the bit biting at the bit here we go just hoping I can get it this one Brandy Monica SWV, genuine. No. Who's 90s? 
Casey and JoJo. He's light skinned. Aldabarge. No, no. John B. No, no. no. Stop it, Elle. You know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Quab, tribe no. Call Quest. El <laughs> Rock. Monday, nope. Tuesday, no. Candy no. Rain. No, no. no. Crap. And Seven Gable. Teddy Pender. No, no. no. Teddy Pender. Slippers, do you know who it is? I know this song. Monday, Tuesday. About. It's not Tony Campbell? Nope. Night and Day. There what? it is. Night and you? Day. Night and Day's the name of the song. You can go with either the name of the song yeah, or the artist. I just, I, I just wish I could remember the it's artist. It's I'll Be Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. I'll Be That's Sure. Quincy Daddy. <laughs> is it? I know oh, the yeah. melody. Yeah, Quincy, um, Puff Daddy's son, or I guess not adopted son. Hey, girl. All right. Shade on the board one. I'll take it. Okay. Elle was just guessing everything on that one. She was, yeah, she, it's her tactic. She just interrupts you while you're trying to play. <laughs> All right, this one came out in the late 90s. Sippers, do you know who it is? Wyclef Sean? Who? Wyclef? No. Good guess, though. I'm disappointed in you, Shay. You supposed to know who this is? Nah. Hey, man. Sippers know. I love how he says that. Like the, the music hasn't really hit yet. Method Man. No, they're from the South. Eight ball, eight ball, MJG. Nope. Goody Mom. Correct. Goody Mom. I've never heard a Goody Mom song never? until now. Never. <laughs> I was just going for randoms. You know, uh, uh, Cee Green Cee is from Goody Mob. I know, like, I'm like in tune with maybe five Goody Mob songs. Like, everybody loved them. At this the time, is a classic. This is one of that classic. Never have ever like, heard I wasn't, it. Wasn't vibing with them like that. This is called Cell Therapy. Wow. Good guess, L. Good I guess. I don't even know. I mean, I just like things come to me, you know, <laughs> if I'm the air, God. Wow. You know? At that point in time, if I couldn't dance to it, I wasn't listening to it. All right. Right, one, right, Shay? It's 1-1. One, one. All right, so this next song, I'm going to say this really quickly. Oh, God. You need to be quick because it's a fat, the fast song. As far as the words, you're going to hear it as soon as she plays. Milkshake. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Hey, it's better than y'all. I, I gave you the, I gave the girl. She, she, best, she should have gotten that one. It was, like, like, it was pre- Recorded into her head, like, yeah, that's also. That beat, though, I have very beat. curly hair, like Khalees, so everybody used to call me Khalees. So, really, mm. I can see where they come in my hair you're... when it's like big to oh, say, yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to love Khalees, man. I thought she was sexy. I mean, she's so sexy, yeah, she is. She's gorge, she has like sleepy eyes, but they're good on her, yeah. Mm. All right, two one, you remember that video. No, yes. I remember the video. She was in a little ice cream diner, diner shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was pouring ice cream on her. I was like, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she was like one of the very few, uh, very first, like naturally curly girls. Like she helped start the movement. People don't give her her kudos, but like she was definitely one of the first black girls on the scene that did not have relaxed hair. That's true. And That's very true. That's very, very true. Like she was like curly and she was down with her natural hair. And she had and some curves, a little bit of curves on her. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I thought I her and Nas were going to make it too. work, man. I was rooting for him. I, like, Too loved crazy. her and Nas together. I know yeah. that they didn't work out, but from a, a stand perspective, it was cute. Yeah. All right, so in this next one. I hate you so much right now! I hate you. Ah! Yeah, that was a crazy that one. That bitch crazy. <laughs> All 
All right, this one's just a little switch up. We'll see if y'all know this one. It's a switch up. 2000s. Travis Scott. Yeah! Da-da. Kelly, um, um, Katy Perry. Correct. <laughs> Katy Perry. Man, she bit pink, though. She, <laughs> he said he bit pink. She bit pink. It, very similar, yes. Good girls do. I don't, nobody can bite pink. Pink don't got no damn identity. I'm still mad about the Can't Take Me Home album. Can't Take Me Home. It was like the best album ever. She was hip hop. You know how like back oh yeah, she first came out. Day, yeah, she first came out. She was very black. Would come yep, and yep. they would like literally steal our culture and like produce and be black. And yep, then the minute yep. they got hype, they would then be like, oh no, I want to do alternative rock. You're okay, right. Miley Cyrus, kiss yeah. my ass. You're right. Pink, pink, pink did do is that. the queen of that. She came out and she, she got that. popular off of black culture. And then the minute she could, she was like, I'm a rocker. That's shit. not my style. Yeah. All right, we're gonna keep it going. L, you you are the winner. I mean, hi. High five, high five. Shay, you still in it though? Kinda. Shay, I like competing against you. You're just so bad. Wow. <laughs> this one. Sean, what's his name? Kingston. Mm-hmm. Correct. Oh, somebody go. I dislike him so much. Me too. Does he still sing though? I don't think he does it anymore. He probably writes. Like I heard like one new song from him like a year ago, but. The thing I just dislike Caribbean, quote unquote Caribbean artists, that they're just super pop. Like the only person that can really pull it off is Sean Paul. Sean Kingston was hot though when he first came out though. He no, wasn't that bad. I when, like dancehall was kind of making a resurgence yeah. in America. Yeah. I like it though because I feel like without like now that there isn't any Sean Kingston's, we don't really hear that like I appreciate it more from a Sean Kingston than a Drake. Like, Drake has no yeah. Caribbean roots at oh, all. Next door, but yeah. that he will jump into a, a Jamaican accent with the quickest, and you're like, yeah. dude, you don't, that's not even you. That's not, you're not from the islands. You, you, that's not part of you. Like, I prefer Sean Kingston because he is doing it pop, but it is actually his, his, culture. his culture. His family's yeah. actually from there. There's like a level of authenticity there that I'm comfortable with. So I think it's fine. Well, right. I'll, did you I'll, hear that Rihanna's coming out with a reggae album? I know it's, that's a yeah. reggae soca album. It's gonna be fire. That'd be dope. And they yeah. said that Nikki's doing a soca album too. I thought Nikki was done. She's retired. Nikki's not retiring. Nikki's just crazy. Mm. All right, one more shot. I'll give you one more last last chance. All right, here we go. Elle gonna get it though. What's it gonna be? Un Vogue. <laughs> no, right group. In Vogue. Wrong song though. It's in Vogue. Don't let go. Don't let go, Darren. Oh. I, I knew Dawn. Ooh. That was the vibe though, like middle school. Oh yeah. yeah. What is where does In Vogue rank? If our, in your opinion, as girl best female groups of all What's time. What is In Vogue rank? Top what? Top ten. Not even top five. Yeah, I probably put like. I'm, I don't in know. In Vogue and top five, they gotta be top five. Their 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 tune, their like melodies that they they were doing were like always. If you put it, if you played them like at a, at a middle school party or something like that, it was always the thing. And they were one of the best selling groups of all time. They were. <laughs> I got to put them in the top five. All right, Sippers, how did you do on that? Sounds about right. Clearly, Elle is pulling herself the last couple of weeks because she has lesser competition. <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> I just did I beat you too? You did beat me the other week. You We're did. We're not going to talk about the fact that a computer is right in front all of All right, face, TJ. So, so you know guessing? they used to talk all this shit about you, bro. Look at this. Mm. Okay? Mm. All right. What do we, we got next? Mm. 
All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to That's My Ish. That's My Ish. What's your Ish? What's your Ish? Shit. What's your Ish? Okay, my shit, I brought it today. It's Krispy Kreme. Which I have, not, I have not had a donut yet. You're tripping. I've been thinking about it though. So I moved to Orlando. Right after this is over with. And what I did not know mm. is that Krispy Kreme isn't as prevalent like where I'm living in Orlando as it's here. And so I used to have like pass Krispy Kreme literally every single day. They and used so to bring you, it all the time. I know when you don't have access. Like I literally wanted a Krispy Kreme donut, and I only like want one. It was like a 30 minute drive for me to go get one, and I wanted one so bad. Some last Sunday morning, mm. and I was just like. Did you stop in Tampa to get those when you were here? Yeah, I drove past uh, and I yeah. was like, yay, Krispy yeah. Kreme. There's just not that many in Orlando. in Orlando. Krispy Kreme donuts are pretty damn delicious, especially when they're With warm. The hot now sign is on. Yeah. I have to stay away from donuts because I can't eat just one. I have to eat like 10. I know. That's why I always <laughs> get, like, I will literally just go and buy the one. Like, you know, how you, if you buy in bulk, you can always, like, you know, get a better deal. Yeah. But I've realized that when it comes to, like, like my diet, like I cannot buy in bulk because yeah, I don't, I don't have the willpower. So I just yeah. need to, even if it's more expensive, to just buy one yeah. and have to possibly yep. buy yep. another one. I rather do that. It's just a consequence. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a consequence. It's like mm-hmm. that extra time I have to go back and get the other one, then it, it will discourage me. It's so inconvenient. I'm not going back for another one. Exactly. But yeah, that's a good one though. I'm with it. I'm gonna get one of those. I don't want y'all see me eating stuff in my face with the Krispy Kreme because they do not sponsor us. They don't. Yet. So. But they can. Hey. hey. Altino Shea Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Right, so my ish is cycling right. So I had my. You're such a rider. Yes. I um <laughs> had my cycle bike in storage the last few months. And I pulled it out of storage recently and went for a 14 mile bike ride. How do they do? That? First of all, can I just ask you a question, like a realistic one? Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're young and you ride bicycles, you never get tired. Like I tried to ride bicycles as like mm-hmm. an adult person. And I mm-hmm. instantaneously, like two blocks in, I was like, all right, I'm done. How do you ride for 14 miles? Like, do you not literally get tired? Yeah. Well, it depends on what your pace is. Yeah. Like if you're going super fast, yes. If you if you if your goal is to get a super great workout, yes, you get tired. I mean, I have friends that do 25, 30 mile bike rides. I'm not up to that level yet. But me, I was on this on this past Saturday, I was just casually riding. Oh, just a chill. That's yeah, nice. it was just a chill. I went I went through Clearwater Beach. If you've never been to Clearwater Beach Zippers, you got to come check it out. Went over three bridges. I stopped at each bridge, took some pictures, kind of relaxed. But it was just great weather, man. And so, if you are looking for ways to burn calories for you to work out, I strongly, strongly recommend go get your bike mm-hmm. and go cycle, go road bike. Especially this time of the year, especially if you live in Florida, go do it. Up north, it's probably a little tougher because it's cold as hell up there for y'all right now. But if it's in the 60s, go do it, man. It was I, That's my ish. I bought that bike a couple years ago. It was like a $500 bike. But I, I can pick it up with like one hand. It's super light. Yeah, that's nice. It makes a difference when you're pedaling, when you're working out. The heavier the bike, the harder to work out. But these bikes are so light. Uh, it just makes it a little bit easier. So that's my ish. Nice. Do you have an ish today? Oh, you know what? Annie at the computer place, man, because my computer was acting. Up. Annie and the place is called the computer place. Yeah. Annie, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Are you like, okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? Can you tell me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it was like seriously because I, I have almost a terabyte of information on my laptop, and she was. Able That's to all like, porn. 
<laughs> Actually, it's mostly music. To be with you. Uh, That's funny you said that. I'm ring the guy quick. Uh, go ahead. Uh, so she was able to like clean it up and reset everything for the most part. Um, within, she deleted like, your stash. Two days. No, she didn't delete anything. Like honestly, I kept all my data. Oh, that's all. Okay, Annie. Annie is okay. Yeah. Annie at the IT place. Okay. No, the computer place. The computer place. That's the name so, of it. Sippers, go get some Krispy Kreme. Then go ride your bike. And then when you get home and your computer's not working, go see Annie at the IT speaks in somewhere in Florida. That part. All, All right. right, guys. Let's get into our final sip. Final I know sip. you always have one. I do. Do you have one? No. So, final sip. I recently saw a post by... Well, my final sip is our final sip, but yes. it's... Yeah. Okay. So, I recently saw a post by someone in social media who said that she would break up with her man if she caught him watching porn. Oh, really? What's your belief on porn? Is it a deal breaker? And do you watch it? I don't... I mean, like, once in a while, porn doesn't really do it for me. I like, like, stories, but... Like, let me tell you, I'm such a fucking nerd. I really like, <laughs> read, uh, like I'll the, read like erotic the, stories the erotic before stories. I'll watch porn and they will get me there. Yeah, I actually am working on an erotic story. Oh my god. Yes. I'm gonna let you read it. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, I will I'll tell you if it's good or not though. <laughs> Is it a deal breaker though if you if you saw your man watching porn? No, I mean I think the level and quantity, like if mm. he's like watching really weird porn, probably, <laughs> right? Or if he's watching porn nonstop and mm. we're not having sex, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it it can be I think anything with balance is healthy. I agree. Shay. Yeah. I think that tends to be more of a ladies hating women. Watching porn. I know a lot well, of women that watch porn. I know too. a lot of women who yeah, yeah. don't like their man watching porn, but Without also them. they're all having problems in the bedroom. Yeah. I've never really uh, yeah, heard yeah. of a woman who had issues with pornography, like any of my friends who had an issue with pornography and they were seeing eye to eye in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. But then they were usually on the same page about sexuality. Yeah. It's usually, mm. like, it's, uh, I have no problem with it, but if it's like, um, it's usually come down to like when they are like, they can't see eye to eye on what they are interested in and what they like. And then it becomes a problem because now mm. it's jealousy. It's not mm. a situation of like, oh, I hate the porn. I'm just jealous of the porn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. I think if I actually encourage, I'm dating someone, I want her to watch porn or at least some some part of it. I don't actually it. feel a need though. I don't think there's a need. Like it's I'm okay like, if you don't. Boo. It's okay if you don't. If we date and we don't need to watch it, baby. We but can I like it. I like hey. the idea of being able to see what turns her on, and that's okay with me. So it's not a deal breaker. I I watch it, and I mean I watch all kinds of like uh, women being tied up. I watch like I like amateur porn. More I wonder than if women are better readers than men because we like you know Eric Jerome Dickey. If you ever had an Eric Jerome Dickey book. He's it's a good just author. soft porn. Like, yeah, for sure. A lot of those artists, like a lot of like artists that are like things that I read. You ever read The Coldest Winter Ever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read West Westerns? Like, yeah. how did I? How did I read that in high school? It's so inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> like, I read nasty. it now, and I'm like, oh, child, this was so inappropriate for you. Yeah, I like all that stuff, man. So look good at to your know. face. I care. He is full blown cheesing. All right, my final sip, yes. or our final sip, is on the 22nd. Tickets are out. We're having our live show, go, guys. Go get the tickets. Buy your tickets. Last time we did it, it got sold out, so don't miss your spot. Grab tickets a seat already for you selling. and your friend, and let's go. Our live show. We have some fun shit for y'all. Y'all ready? Yeah, January 22nd, right? Yeah, January 22nd at the Rialto Theater. We are tickets. The door opens at 730. Show starts promptly. 
And this is at WPT, so white people time or military time. Uh, it or starts, politically correct answer Shay wants it is professional people time. Oh yeah, professional yes. people yes. time. Yes. I was like, it needs to be a white people, people time. time. He's like, that's wrong. Let's do professional people time. All right, <laughs> professional people time. The show starts at eight o'clock prom. Just saying. And you can find the link on Eventbrite and our Facebook page on Altino Shay um, Facebook page. The link's up there for the events. Yeah, like, let's do all right, if that is it, any other final sip? No, sir. Not a final sip, Shay. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call this sip session. No. Holla. Holla.
Waiting for you, Shay. <laughs> that sounds about right. All right, Sippers. We are about to play That Sounds About Right, a.k.a. That Sounds Familiar. That Sounds Familiar. So I'm going to have, I have five to six songs that we're going to play for the table. Shay going to try to redeem himself last week. He got his ass whooped by L last week. Hey, man. And I'm just calling like I see it. I'm just calling how I see it. He's supposed to be a DJ. He got beat, so. Oh, so rude. <laughs> so Sippers, you can find these songs on the All T No Shade Spotify playlist. We do not own these songs. We don't have any rights to these songs. We just love the artists and the we songs. Do. So go stream them, go play them, give them some love. All right. So Sippers and the Table. This first song. Okay. Is a 90s song. Oh, damn it. Shade's ready. He's, he's biting <laughs> at the bit. Biting at the bit. Here we go. Just hoping I can get it this one. Brandy, Monica. SWV. Genuine. No. This is 90s. Casey and JoJo. He's light-skinned. Aldebarge. No, no. John B. No, no. no. Stop it, Elle. You know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Quab, Tribe no. Call Quest. <laughs> El Rock. Monday, nope. Tuesday. No. Candy no. Rain. No, no. no. Crap. And Seven Ke- Gable. Teddy Pender. No. no. Nope. Teddy Pender Esto. Slippers, do you know who it is? I know this song. Monday, Tuesday. About. It's not Titan Campbell? Nope. Night and Day. There what? it is. Night and Day. Night and Day's name of the song. You can go with either the name of the song or the artist. I, I just wish I could remember the it's artist. I'll Be Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. I'll Be That's Sure. Quincy Daddy. Like, I know, is it? I know oh, yeah. the melody. Yeah, Quincy, um, Puff Daddy's son, or well, I guess not adopted son. He girl. All right. Say on the board one. I'll take it. Okay. Elle was just guessing everything on that one. She was, yeah, she, it's her tactic. She just interrupts you while you're trying to play. <laughs> All right, this one came out in the late 90s. Sippers, do you know who it is? Wyclef Sean? Who? Wyclef? No. Good guess, though. I'm disappointed in you, Shay. You supposed to know who this is? Nah. Hey, man. Sippers know. I love how he says that. Well, like the, the music hasn't really hit yet. Method Man. No, they're from the South. Eight Eight Ball MJG. Nope. Goody Mom. Correct. That was a song. That was a song. Yes, y'all. I don't even like Goody Mom. I never heard a Goody Mom song never? until now. Never. <laughs> I was just going for randoms. You know, uh, uh, CeeDo Green CeeDo, yeah. is from Goody Mob. I know, like, I'm, like, in tune with maybe five Goody Mob songs. Like, everybody loved them at the time. This is a classic. It's one of that classic. Never have I ever like, heard I wasn't, it. wasn't vibing with them like that. This is called Cell Therapy. Wow. Good guess, L. Good guess. I don't even know. I mean, I just, like, things come to me, you know, <laughs> from the air, from God. Wow. Yeah. At that point in time, if I couldn't dance to it, I wasn't listening to it. All right. Right, one, right, Shay? It's 1-1. One, one. All right, so this next song, I'm going to say this really quickly. Oh, God. You need to be quick because it's a fat, the fast song. As far as the words, you're going to hear it as soon as she plays. Milkshake. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It's better than y'all. I, I gave you I gave the girl. She, she, she should have gotten that one. It was, okay. it, 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 like, it was pre, pre-recorded into her head. Like, yeah. That's... Also, beat, I have though, very curly beat. hair like Khalees, so everybody used to call me Khalees. So. Really? Mm-hmm. I can see where they... Come remember my hair you... when it's, like, big? It's the oh, same. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I used to love Khalees, man. I thought she was sexy. I mean, she's still sexy. Yeah, she is. She's gorge. She has like sleepy eyes, but they're good on her. Yeah. Mm. All right, two one. Warm it up. Y'all remember that video? No, yes. I remember the video. She was in a little diner. ice cream diner, diner shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was pouring ice cream on her. I was like, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she was like one of the very few, uh, very first, like naturally curly girls. Like she helped start the movement. People don't give her her kudos, but like she was definitely one of the first black girls on the scene that did not have relaxed hair. That's true. And, That's very true. That's very, very true. Like she was like curly and she was down with her natural hair. And she had and some curves, a little bit of curves on her. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I thought I her and Nas were going to make it too. work, man. I was rooting for him. I like Too loved crazy. her and Nas together. I know yeah. that they didn't work out, but from a, a stand perspective, it was cute. Yeah. All right. So in this next one. I hate you so much right now. I hate you. Ah! Yeah, that was a crazy that one. That bitch crazy. <laughs> All right. This one's just a little switch up. We'll see if y'all know this one. It's a switch up. 2000s. Travis Scott. Yeah. Dun, dun. Kelly, um, um, Katy Perry. Correct. <laughs> Katy Perry. Man, she bit pink, though. She, <laughs> he said he bit pink. She bit pink. It, very similar, yes. Good girls, too. I don't, nobody can bite pink. Pink don't got no damn identity. I'm still mad about the Can't Take Me Home album. Can't Take Me Home. It was like the best album ever. She was hip hop. You know how like back oh yeah, she first came out. Day, yeah, she first came out. She was very black. Would come yep, and yep. they would like literally steal our culture and like produce and be black. And yep, then the minute yep. they got hype, they would then be like, oh no, I want to do alternative rock. You're okay, right. Miley Cyrus, kiss yeah. my ass. You're right. Pink, pink, pink did do is that. the queen of that. She came out and she, she got that. popular off of black culture. And then the minute she could, she was like, I'm a rocker. That's chick. not my style. Yeah. All right, we're gonna keep it going. L, you you are the winner. I mean, hi. High five, high five. Shay, you still in it though? Kinda. Shay, I like competing against you. You're just so bad. Wow. <laughs> this one. Sean, what's his name? Kingston. Mm-hmm. Correct. Oh, somebody go. I dislike him so much. Me too. Does he still sing though? I don't think he does it anymore. He probably writes. Like I heard like one new song from him like a year ago, but. The thing I just dislike Caribbean, quote unquote Caribbean artists, that they're just super pop. Like the only person that can really pull it off is Sean Paul. Sean Kingston was hot though when he first came out though. He no, wasn't that bad. Even, like dancehall was kind of making a resurgence yeah. in America. Yeah. I like it though because I feel like without like now that there isn't any Sean Kingston's, we don't really hear that like. I appreciate it more from a Sean Kingston than a Drake. Like, Drake has no yeah. Caribbean roots at oh, all. Next door, but yeah. that he will jump into a, a Jamaican accent with the quickest, and you're like, yeah. dude, you don't, that's not even you. That's not, you're not from the islands. You, you, that's not part of you. Like, I prefer Sean Kingston because he is doing it pop, but it is actually his, his, culture. his culture. His family's yeah. actually from there. There's like a level of authenticity there that I'm comfortable with. So I think it's fine. Well, right. I'll, did you I'll, hear that Rihanna's coming out with a reggae album? I know it's, it's a yeah. reggae soca album. It's gonna be fire. That'd be dope. And they yeah. said that Nikki's doing a soca album too. I thought Nikki was done. She's retired. Nikki's not retiring. Nikki's just crazy. Mm. All right, one more shot. I'll give you one more last last chance. All right, here we go. Elle gonna get it though. What's it gonna be? Un Vogue. <laughs> no, right group. In Vogue. Wrong song though. It's in Vogue. Don't let go. Don't let go, damn it. Oh. I, I knew Dawn. Ooh. That was a vibe though, like middle school. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Where, where does Invogue rank, if our, in your opinion, as girl best female groups of all What's time? But it's Invogue rank. Top what? Top 10. Not even top five? Yeah, I probably put like. I'm I don't in know. Invogue and top five. They gotta be top five. They're, 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 they're tuned. They're like melodies that they, they were doing were like always. If you put it, if you played them like at a, at a middle school party or something like that, it was always the thing. And they were one of the best selling groups of all time. They were. <laughs> I gotta put them in the top five. All right, Sippers, how did you do on that? Sounds about right. Clearly, Elle is fooling herself the last couple of weeks because she has lesser competition. <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> I didn't did I beat you too, though? You did beat me the other week. You We're did. We're not going to talk about the fact that a computer is right in front all of All right, face, TJ. So, so you know guessing? they used to talk all this shit about you, bro. Look at this. Mm. Okay? Mm. All right. What we, get, what we got next? Mm. Oh, I disconnect off of it, so I don't want to mess you up. Oh, how we have next? Are you done? Yeah, I'm all done. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to... That's my ish. That's my ish. What's your ish? That's What's your ish? That shit. What's your ish? Okay, my shit. I brought it today. Okay. It's Krispy Kreme Which donuts. I have, not, I have not had a donut yet. You're tripping. I've been thinking about it though. So I moved to Orlando. Right it's over with. And what I did not know mm. is that Krispy Kreme isn't as prevalent like where I'm living in Orlando as it's here. And so I used to have like past Krispy Kreme literally every single day. They and used so to bring you, it all the time. I know. When you don't have access, like I literally wanted a Krispy Kreme donut. And I only like want one. It was like a 30-minute drive for me to go get one. And I wanted one so bad some, last Sunday morning. Mm. And I was just like. Did you stop in Tampa to get those when you were here? Yeah, I drove past uh, and I yeah. was like, yay. Yeah. Krispy Kreme. There's just not that many in Orlando. In Orlando. Krispy Kreme donuts are pretty damn delicious. Especially when they're With warm. hot now sign is on. Yeah. I have to stay away from donuts because I can't eat just one. I have to eat like. 10. I know that's why I always get like I will literally just go and buy the one like you know you, if you buy in bulk you can always like you know get a better deal yeah. but I've realized that when it comes to like like my diet like I cannot buy in bulk because yeah, I don't I don't have the willpower so I just yeah. need to even if it's more expensive to just buy one yeah. and have to possibly yep. Yep. buy another one I rather do that it's just a consequence yeah it's mm-hmm. a consequence mm-hmm. it's like that mm-hmm. extra time I have to go back and get the other one then it, it will discourage me. It's so inconvenient. I'm not going back for another one. Exactly. But yeah, that's a good one, though. I'm with it. I'm going to get one of those. I don't want y'all to see me eating stuff in my face with the Krispy Kreme because they do not sponsor us. They don't. Yet. So. But they can. Hey. hey. Altino Shea Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Right, so my ish is cycling right. So I had my. You're such a rider. Yes. I um <laughs> had my cycle bike in storage the last few months and. I pulled it out of storage recently and went for a 14 mile bike ride. How do they do that? First of all, can I just ask you a question, like a realistic one? Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're young and you ride bicycles, you never get tired. Like I tried to ride bicycles as like mm-hmm. an adult person. And I mm-hmm. instantaneously, like two blocks in, I was like, all right, I'm done. How do you ride for 14 miles? Like, do you not literally get tired? Yeah. Well, it depends on what your pace is. Yeah. Like if you're going super fast, yes. If, you, if, you, if your goal is to get a super great workout, Yes, you get tired. I mean, I have friends that do 25, 30 mile bike rides. I'm not up to that level yet. But me, I was on this on this past Saturday, I was just casually riding. Oh, it's just a chill. That's yeah, nice. it was just a chill. I went I went through Clearwater Beach. If you've never been to Clearwater Beach Zippers, you got to come check it out. 
went over three bridges. I stopped at each bridge, took some pictures, kind of relaxed. But it was just great weather, man. And so if you are looking for ways to burn calories for you to work out, I strongly, strongly recommend go get your bike mm -hmm. and go cycle, go road bike, especially this time of the year, especially if you live in Florida, go do it. Up north, it's probably a little tougher because it's cold as hell up there for y'all right now. But if it's in the 60s, go do it, man. It was I, That's my ish. I bought that bike a couple years ago. It was like a $500 bike. But I can pick it up with like one hand. It's super light. Yeah, that's nice. It makes a difference when you're pedaling, when you're working out. The heavier the bike, the harder to work out. But these bikes are so light. Uh, it just makes it a little bit easier. So that's my ish. Nice. Do you have an ish, Jay? Oh, you know what? Annie at the computer place, man. Because my computer was acting. Up. Annie and the place is called the computer place? Yeah. Annie, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Are you like, okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? Can you tell me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it was like, seriously, because I, I have almost a terabyte of information on my laptop, and she was able That's to. That's all like, porn. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's mostly music. To be uh, That's funny you said that. I'm bringing that guy quick. Go ahead. Uh, so she was able to like clean it up and reset everything for the most part. Um, <laughs> She deleted like your stash. No, she didn't delete anything. Like honestly, I kept all my data. Oh, that's all. Okay, Annie. Annie is okay. Yeah. Annie at the IT place. Okay. No, the computer place. The computer place. That's the name so, of it. Sippers, go get some Krispy Kreme. Then go ride your bike. And then when you get home and your computer's not working, go see Annie at the IT space in somewhere in Florida. That part. All, all right. right, guys. Let's get into our final sip. Final I know sip. you always have one. I do. Do you have one? No. So, final sip. I recently saw a post by... Well, my final sip is our final sip, but yes. it's... Yeah. Okay. So, I recently saw a post by someone in social media who said that she would break up with her man if she caught him watching porn. Oh, really? What's your belief on porn? Is it a deal breaker? And do you watch it? I don't... Every, like, once in a while, porn doesn't really do it for me. I like, like, stories, but... Like, let me tell you, I'm such a fucking nerd. I really like, <laughs> read, uh, like I'll the, read like erotic the, stories the before stories. I'll watch porn and they will get me there. Yeah, I actually am working on an erotic story. Oh my God. Yes. I'm going to let you read it. I don't know. I don't know. Unless I will I'll tell you if it's good or not, though. <laughs> Is it a deal breaker, though, if you, if you saw your man watching porn? No. I mean, I think the level and quantity, like, if mm. he's, like, watching really weird porn, probably, <laughs> right? Or if he's watching porn nonstop and mm. we're not having sex, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, you know, it, it can be, I think anything with balance is healthy. I agree. Shay? Yeah. I think that tends to be more of a ladies hating women watching porn. I know a lot well, of women that watch porn, too. I know too. a lot of women who yeah, yeah. don't like their man watching porn, but Without also them. they're all having problems in the bedroom. Yeah. I've never really uh, yeah, heard yeah. of a woman who had issues with pornography, like any of my friends, who had an issue with pornography and they were seeing eye to eye in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. but then they were usually on the same page about sexuality. Yeah. Usually, mm -hmm. like, it's, uh, I have no problem with it, but if it's like, um, it's usually come down to like when they're like, they can't see eye to eye on what they are interested in and what they like. And then it becomes a problem because now mm. it's jealousy. It's not mm. a situation of like, oh, I hate the porn. I'm just jealous of the porn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. I think if I actually encourage, I'm dating someone, I want her to watch porn or at least some some part of it. I don't actually it. feel a need though. I don't think there's a need. Like it's I'm okay like, if you don't. Boo. It's okay if you don't. If we date and we don't need to watch it, baby. We but I like it. I like hey. the idea of being able to see what turns her on, and that's okay with me. So it's not a deal breaker. I I watch it, and I mean I watch all kinds of like 
women being tied up. I watch like I like amateur porn. More I wonder if women are better readers than men because we like you know Eric Jerome Dickey. If you ever had an Eric Jerome Dickey book. He's it's a good just author. soft porn. Like, yeah, for sure. A lot of those artists, like a lot of like artists that are like things that I read. You ever read The Coldest Winter Ever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read West Westerns? Like, yeah. how did I, how did I read that in high school? It's so inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> like, I read nasty. it now, and I'm like, oh, child, this was so inappropriate for you. Yeah, I like all that stuff, man. So look good at your know. face. I care. He is full blown cheesing. All right, my final sip, yes. or our final sip, is on the 22nd. Tickets are out. We're having our live show, go, guys. Go get the tickets. Buy your tickets. Last time we did it, it got sold out, so don't miss your spot. Grab tickets a seat already for you selling. and your friend, and let's go. Our live show. We have some fun shit for y'all. Y'all ready? Yeah, January 22nd, right? Yeah, January 22nd at the Rialto Theater. We are tickets. The door opens at 7.30. Show starts promptly. And this is at WPT, so white people time or military time. Uh, it or starts- politically correct answer. Shay wants it is professional people time. Oh yeah, professional yes. people yes. time. Yes. I was like, it needs to be a white people, people time. time. He's like, that's wrong. Let's do professional people time. All right, <laughs> professional people time. The show starts at eight o'clock prompt. Just saying. And you can find the link on Eventbrite and our Facebook page on Altino Shay um, Facebook page. The links up there for the events. Yeah, like, that's a good All right, if that is it, any other final sip? No, sir. Not a final sip, Shay. No, I'm going to go ahead and call this sip session. Duh. Holla. Holla. So it lets me know whenever I have a notification or whatever or a message from uh, Marco Polo. I figure that out. Anyways, I want nothing. On my way to church, and um, it's a beautiful day. So drop Fred off at church, and so um, I'm using his car to go to my church. So anywho. Um,